Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy Duval, and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you guys and girls. Go give us five stars on the podcast. Danny G might be reading your five-star review. We're diving into an incredible week. 6-0, and outkick, six-pack, gambling picks in the NFL. 5-2 and in college. We were on fire over the weekend. Todd Furman joins us in the first hour, second hour, NFL defensive uh, legend Sean Merriman. And then in the third hour, Joel Klatt, Fox's lead college football analyst. South Carolina has fired Will Muschamp. What in the world is going on with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? And what did we learn from what the Patriots were able to do to Lamar Jackson? Plus, how incredible is Kyler Murray right now and that DeAndre Hopkins Hail Mary what an ending. We will discuss all that and more. It'll be Outkick, the podcast, and it begins now. Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick, the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. <laughs> You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, right off the top here, it's rare that we uh, ever have a weekend that is as good with the OutKick six-pack as we just did. So I'm going to bring in Dub. Dub, we gave you on Friday in the final segment of the show six NFL gambling picks. And we went 6-0 and against the number. Uh, for those of you out there who were not listening or chose not to gamble, this is as good as it gets for us. I gave you the Rams, the Bucks, and the Texans to cover. 
the under in the Ravens-Patriots game, which hit in the middle of that deluge, the over in Bills-Cardinals, which would have been a push, but hit on the Hail Mary, and the Dolphins-Chargers over, this is about as good as it gets, 6-0, and and wildly now, this also drives up our overall success rate on the OutKick six-pack, the six NFL gambling picks I give you every Friday in the final bit of the show, to 70% winners on the year. We are white hot. I'm going to be nervous now uh, making the picks, overthinking things, because we've got such a roll going. The six-pack uh, six would have paid as a parlay right around 45 to 1. So if you'd bet $1, you would have won $45. I hope a lot of you bet them. I bet a bunch of these games. Uh, so uh, I don't just tell you that that I like the bets. I also bet them myself. And we went 5 and 2 on our college football gambling picks. So Friday's gambling picks, we had an epic day. We went 11 and 2 with the picks we gave out. That's never a bad thing. And also, shout out Nick Chubb for the decision yeah, to run out of bounds for us. At, on the one-yard line. I personally had Cleveland minus three. I had the Texans plus three and a half. So, so yeah, that was a big there, play for the outkick yes. six-pack. There was a couple of big plays, but the Rams, easy win and cover. The Bucks easy win and cover. Buffalo soars over. Uh, so it was a great week all around. Just amazing. So we'll give you out the next Outkick six-pack on Friday, but I wanted to lead the show with that. Having said that, I think there are a ton of stories that's worth diving into around the NFL, and I want to start with Sunday Night Football. And I want to ask you this question. Is the bloom off the Lamar Jackson Rose? The Ravens lose... 23 to 17 in tough conditions in Foxborough. Now Lamar Jackson, six and three. Yes, good performance, good win on the road against the Colts. Also has a win against the Browns, who are also six and three. But in general, last year Lamar Jackson was unstoppable. If you include last year in the postseason, the playoff game, Lamar Jackson now as a starter is just 6-4 and four in his last 10 games. And it seems to me that the NFL defenses have caught up to Lamar Jackson. And this is an interesting example. What the Patriots did to him last year, if you remember, the Patriots got absolutely blitzkrieged by the Ravens on the road in Baltimore. That was, for many people, a signature moment, a signature win for Lamar Jackson, where people took a step back and said, wow, this Ravens team might be good enough. And certainly Lamar Jackson became the MVP of the league. And the question that was out there was, and this is my question in general for any young quarterback, the NFL, if you talk to a lot of NFL veterans, especially if they are defensive players, stands for not for long. It means not for long for your career. The average NFL player only lasts 3.6 seasons, but it also means not for long in terms of your ability to dominate. NFL running backs reach the age of 30, they're done. The average number of players that last in the league beyond 30 years old 
is very low outside of really punter, kicker, quarterback. And what I have always said is the only thing that can't be defended consistently is a quarterback who's great on third and eight. When the entire stadium knows that you are going to be throwing the football, can you read the defense, find the open receiver, and consistently extend drives? That's what the great ones can do. That's what the Aaron Rodgerses do, the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees, the Russell Wilson's. The guys who go out there and consistently win in this league are the best third down and eight passers out there. And my question about Lamar Jackson, which triggered all sorts of people last year and the year before, has been he's an electric transcendent talent, the likes of which we have not seen very many of. But over time, you can't make a living, at least not so far, as a quarterback who is primarily a runner. It just doesn't work. You can be a quarterback who runs. There are certainly a lot of those that can be successful athletic quarterbacks going all the way back to Steve Young, who was one of the first that I really remember who could make plays with his legs, Doug Flutie, guys who, Randall Cunningham, when the ability to throw the football broke down, you could run. But the Ravens did something unique last year and the year before with Lamar Jackson. They built an entire offense around him, Greg Roman, John Harbaugh, that was unlike anything else we had seen. And there were a lot of difficulties in the NFL with catching up to Lamar Jackson and figuring out how to stop him. But that seems to no longer be the case. And I think it's an interesting question. If you had to pick right now, who would you rather have for the next five years? Kyler Murray, who had the most electric play in the NFL yesterday, or would you rather have Lamar Jackson, who is the reigning MVP, To me, I think I would rather have Kyler Murray because it seems to me that he can do everything with his legs that Lamar can, but he's a much better passer. And if you look at what happened last night, the Patriots made Lamar Jackson throw the football and he was just okay. 24-34, granted the weather conditions were rough, 249 yards passing. 11 rushes for 55 yards. He didn't really ever take over. And it seems to me like there is a real question right now about what the future is for Lamar Jackson. Is he going to be able to take it to the next level as a passer? Or has he already peaked? Is he going to be able to be as good as he was last year ever again? I think those are really intriguing questions for Lamar Jackson, particularly as you look ahead with a couple of difficult games, maybe. Titans on the road, a rematch of that playoff game uh, in Baltimore. Then the week after, you've got the Steelers. The Ravens go on the road against the Steelers. Those are not easy games. The schedule gets a lot easier after that 
for the Ravens. Uh, in fact, they only have, I believe, one winning team the rest of the way after the next two weeks. So maybe they can start to get on a little bit of a run. But I think you got to be a little bit apprehensive if you are a Ravens fan right now about where Lamar Jackson goes from here and what his next level is, right? Is he going to be able to continue to improve? And so far this year, again, just okay. The completion percentage, only 62% so far this year. 63%, 62.9. It's not great. It's not great. 12 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Just okay. Uh, I, I just, I don't know that I would want to buy stock in Lamar Jackson right now. And I certainly wouldn't have wanted to buy stock in him coming off of that MVP season. So, I've always said, is he a unicorn? That's the question I had for Lamar Jackson. Is he so good that no one else has ever been like him before? If so, he can change the rules of the game. But most guys are not unicorns. Most athletes are like other athletes who have come before them. And there have been a lot of people that were incredible for a year or two in the NFL. And then the league catches up with them and they make you do over and over and over again the thing that you do the worst. So I always say about NFL defenses. They will figure out what you do the worst and then they will make you do it over and over again. And the guys who end up having the most success, eventually they recognize, you know what, we've done everything to them. They might not have a great game, but we can't figure out a tremendous weakness. Like Russell Wilson didn't play well against the Rams. He didn't play well against the Bills. That's not because Russell Wilson has suddenly been exposed and he's not very good. It's because sometimes great players don't play well. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well every game. It's not because suddenly a defense figures out he can't do something well. It's because it's impossible nearly to be incredible all the time. Patrick Mahomes, maybe he really can be incredible all the time. But my point here is, by and large, the NFL is a third and eight passing league. And I'm a little bit troubled if I am a Ravens fan with the fact that if the Ravens get down They have almost no capability to come back. It's hard to get the Ravens down, right? It's hard to get up on them double digits. It's hard to get up on them 14 points or so. But if you get Lamar Jackson down by double digits, the Ravens offense falls apart pretty fast. That's what we've seen. The last 10 games, Ravens are just 6-4. and That's nothing like the streak that they were on during the regular season last year. And it's interesting because of Kyler Murray's Hail Mary, which was by far the biggest and best play of Sunday in the NFL. The talent that he has, I think there's a possibility that Kyler Murray is in the MVP race before the end of this season is over. We'll talk a little bit about that with Todd Furman here in a few minutes. He's joining us in hour one. We got a great roadmap for you, by the way. Uh, Sean Merriman's going to join us in hour two. I'll ask him that exact question about which of those two quarterbacks he would rather have going forward. And then Joel Klatt is scheduled to join us in the third hour of the program. But it is interesting. If you look at the AFC playoff race right now, there are nine teams that are right now six and three or better. 
unless they decide to expand the playoffs even further to eight teams, that means two of these teams are not going to be able to make the playoffs. Who are those teams? A lot of a lot of nine, a six and three teams right now. Who are the teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs? Well, the Titans go up against the six and three Ravens. The Ravens right now would be the last playoff team in if the season were ending today. Cleveland Browns sitting at six and three. Titans six and three. The Miami Dolphins would be in the playoffs right now at six and three, and so would the Vegas Raiders right now at six and three as well. There are a lot of twists and turns to come in the NFL, in the AFC in particular, but I didn't expect for Lamar Jackson to regress like he has so far. Last Todd Furman about the NFL picture, the college football picture, and more. He's my co-host on Fox Bet Live. He's up with us next. This is OutKick. Appreciate all of you hanging out with me here on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Joined now by my co-host, I guess you could call him that. I don't know what you call him. On Fox Bet Live, Todd Furman, at Todd Furman on Twitter. Furman, uh, are you prepared for me to be in another White Jacket Monday? Uh, seventh championship for a weekly championship on the TV show for those who watch in the afternoons. This gets more and more difficult to try and bear. I mean, I'm just going to have to start calling in sick on Mondays, although uh, if my NFL bets yesterday didn't make me sick, seeing you in the white jacket will really make me sick later this afternoon. Um, so we got a lot to get into, uh, aside from you being sick over my success. Uh, we had a lot of uh, gambling success with the outkick six-pack and even the college football gambling picks finally got rolling. Uh, but I want to start actually in college football. We talked about Sunday Night Football to start the show and how crazy it was up in Foxborough. Uh, and I know you watched that game as well. But there are a lot of really good quarterbacks in college football this year. Whether it's uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask, Zach Wilson, um, it, there's just a lot of talent out there across the board. But I've watched, you, you know, I watch a lot of college football. And I think the way this Dan Mullen Florida offense is playing right now is with Kyle Trask at the helm. I, I think he's the best quarterback in college football right now. And I think at this exact moment, he should be the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Agree or disagree? Uh, I agree, because when you look at his full body of work, the statistics he's putting up right now are on par with Joe Burrow. And we know how he raved about Joe last year and what he meant to that LSU offense. The real challenge in college football this year, more so than any year we've ever encountered, is how you ultimately assess Kyle Trask, should he play his full complement of games, against a quarterback like Justin Fields at Ohio State, who's not going to have the same amount of opportunities to load up on his stats, and for right now has only played a couple of games. So to try and make that apples-to-apples comparison will be a little bit dicey, and I think it's going to put an increased emphasis on conference championship games. And when you look at Kyle Trask, ultimately at this point, I really believe it boils down to Florida being able to beat Alabama or Trask at least throwing for 300 yards with multiple touchdowns in a potential loss if Florida is on the outside of the college football playoff, unfortunately, because of their early season loss to Texas A&M. All right, so what do you think a line would look like if we presume, which I think is accurate, that Florida and Alabama are going to play against each other in the SEC title game? What does a line look like in that game? Uh, you're looking at uh, Alabama a lot more than a touchdown favorite. For me right now, I put it in that 10.5-11 range, and that may not even be strong enough. The biggest thing that I've tried to struggle with for Alabama is in a game of that magnitude where they're going to match a team that has a lot of firepower, that's where you feel the absence of Jalen Waddle. You're not going to see it on full display this weekend against Kentucky or anybody else that Alabama is going to encounter in the SEC West. It's that kind of Florida offense. You assume that Kyle Pitts will be 100% by then. We know how dynamic Kadarius Tony has been, and Dan Mullen has become an offensive wizard in terms of scheming things up. I just think Florida's really going to have their hands full because I trust Alabama's defense a little bit more, but we've seen wilder things happen. Uh, and to say that Kyle Trask couldn't lead a massive upset in that particular spot uh, would be fool's gold. So when you look, you mentioned one of the challenges is trying to figure out who wins the Heisman Trophy, but that's also going to be a challenge for who are the four best teams. And when you look at the futures odds right now in college football, seems to be to be seems to me to be a bit of a mess in terms of it looks like uh, a lot of people would say Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida, and Ohio State are five teams that are going to be vying for 
four spots. Is there anybody else you would put in that mix that you think has a legitimate claim to be of that caliber of uh, of team and or of that caliber of playoff chance? You know, honestly, I'd look. I'd love to be able to try and identify a team to come from off the pace as far as futures value is concerned. I think the most intriguing, uh, if you're looking at the overall body of work, would be a team like Texas A&M. Yes, they have that loss to Alabama early in the season, but if A&M were to run the table, finish their SEC schedule at nine and one, how much consideration would they get, knowing that they had beaten Florida? So you could theoretically have a scenario play out where Alabama had one loss to Florida in the SEC title game, A&M had beaten. In Florida and Alabama had beaten A&M, I think it would really back the playoff committee into a corner knowing some of the unique obstacles that they're going to have to navigate through. I look at Clemson and Notre Dame and a lot of people say, well, if Notre Dame were to lose the rematch, you could see a scenario where you have two ACC teams get in. I'm not quite sure that's going to be the case. And if for that to unfold, Notre Dame would have to go out and beat North Carolina handily Thanksgiving weekend. And I really believe if the Irish were to lose to a Clemson team in the ACC title that had Trevor Lawrence, I don't think the Irish, even with the strength of their brand, would jump that secondary team from the SEC. But I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. I think that's a really unique situation that could unfold. If Ohio State and Alabama are right there, you're talking about Texas A&M, Florida, and of course the Fighting Irish. What's the line look like if Trevor Lawrence is back healthy in that ACC title game against Notre Dame? Notre Dame right now continues to raise their overall profile. I mean, the fact that they didn't show any letdown against Boston College over the weekend and that Ian Book continues to take his game to the next level, they're starting to get more and more dynamic. We know that that number in South Bend closed with the Irish, about a four, four-and-a-half point home underdog in that spot. You tack on a little bit for a neutral, you're talking about six-and-a-half, seven, with Trevor Lawrence being in there. Uh, I'd make Clemson at this point right around a nine-and-a-half to ten-point favorite on a neutral. Uh, I'm probably a little bit higher on the Irish than some are in the market. Uh, I've spoken to some guys that still believe Clemson is two touchdowns better. I'm not quite sure that's the case unless Clemson gets to be 100% on the defensive side of the ball. We're talking to my co-host, uh, Todd Furman. Fox Bet Live will be on later this afternoon, 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Mountain, 2 o'clock Pacific, and you will see me in my white jacket as I have won the week with a sterling weekend of gambling selections. But I don't want to brag or draw attention to myself, so you'll just have to wait and see the white jacket then. But, uh, Furman, when you look at what might go on with Ohio State, where would Ohio State slot? Like, because I think we could end up in a scenario like we had last year where the 2-3 matchup is Ohio State against Clemson, like we saw last year, and Alabama in the place of where LSU was last year getting to go against a number four seed that is a drop below, a step of competition behind the one, two, and three seeds. What would a line look like in Clemson, Ohio State, in your mind, in a you know, neutral site game uh, for the playoff? For me right now, because I have Ohio State power rated the top team in the country, I'd make them a short favorite under a field goal. Uh, against Clemson, and I think that would surprise a lot of people because they look at Trevor Lawrence, they know how dynamic this Clemson team can be when they get going, Uh, but this Tigers edition doesn't exactly have that NFL caliber talent on the defensive side of the ball, and Ohio State's offense, when you look at the receivers, that you have two guys that are going to play at the next level, Fields continues to perform. The biggest question for Ohio State that they're going to have to figure out as early as this weekend,
weekend when they take on Indiana for the Big Noon Fox kickoff. Can they be balanced? I mean, is there a running game to speak of that doesn't rely on just field? Because we know what Chris Olave can do uh, as one of their more dynamic receivers. And when you look at this Buckeyes team defensively, they're only going to get better. Uh, after Indiana, you look at the remaining schedule. At Illinois, at Michigan State, home against Michigan. None of those teams are really going to put a scare in there. I have Ohio State number one before the season, and that really hasn't changed, even though they haven't exactly endured the most rigorous start of the season uh, with wins over Nebraska, Penn State, and Rutgers. We're talking to Todd Furman. Uh, let's slide into the uh, NFL a little bit now. Well, first of all, does it surprise you a little bit? You mentioned that game against Indiana. Does it surprise you that Ohio State is nearly a three-touchdown favorite? Uh, it doesn't surprise me a ton. I thought it could come out a shade lower in that 17.5-18 range. Uh, but you look at Indiana, I mean, I had Michigan State this past weekend against the Hoosiers, and yep. that bet was pretty much over by the end of the first quarter. Indiana's doing things that we haven't grown accustomed to from Hoosiers football in the past. They're physical at the point of contact defensively. They haven't been able to run the ball, but they do have some receivers that can put a little fear in opposing defenses. Uh, this number speaks volumes, though, uh, and it's the kind of game when it looks too easy to take those generous points with the dog that I'd probably want to steer clear, knowing that Ohio State has had two weeks of game plan and scheme. Uh, for me, lean Ohio State, but I think odds makers did a fine job hanging this price tag as steep as they did. Let's go into the NFL, uh, starting the AFC. There are nine teams that are 6-3 and three or better, which is pretty impressive, right, when you consider to have that many wins in the AFC. Uh, who to you is standing out? Is it still the Kansas City Chiefs and everybody else, even though the Steelers are 9-0 and now? Well, I think the Steelers have kind of uh, closed that gap a little bit. Now, the Steelers' record, though, doesn't impress me as much as what I've seen from them week to week in terms of their overall improvement. We weren't quite sure we were going to get out of Big Ben returning from that elbow injury, but he's starting to develop a rapport with young receivers, and when you look at Pittsburgh, their skill position talent isn't on par with Kansas City, uh, but a trio of Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, who had a big day in the weather against the Bengals yesterday, uh, and of course, Chase Claypool, who's dynamic in his own right, has to scare other defensive coordinators. The one thing I'd like to see more consistency from as it pertains to the Steelers is their ability to run the ball. We know they can put pressure on the quarterback. Some questions on the back end. So I think the Steelers have really closed that gap a little bit. But I know people were a little bit leery of Indianapolis. That's the team that I think is still the dark horse. They were my pick to win the South before the season. It didn't really change. We've seen Phillip Rivers play decently. We've seen him struggle. But when you look at how much more firepower they have with Naheem Hines in the backfield instead of Jonathan Taylor and T.Y. Hilton out there. This is the kind of team that can play ball control, and I think their defense is for real. When you look at their point differential this year, yes, it's not as good as Kansas City or the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's only a half step below a team like the Ravens. Uh, and, you know, you never thought you'd be able to say this. The Miami Dolphins at this point in the season, plus 69 in terms of point differential, that's 62 points better than the team that leads them in the division, the Buffalo Bills. It is pretty wild. Uh, you know, we had some crazy uh, over-under and uh, line moves I want to hit a couple of those with you from a gambling perspective the gambling gods were on my side I had the over in uh, the Cardinals game going up against the Bills now I was going to push because I had 56 and then I got the you know touchdown late 30 seconds left or whatever the heck it was and then the Hail Mary and it went over fairly easily and then how about Nick Chubb jumping out of bounds uh, instead of covering by scoring in that scenario against. Now, you can maybe argue that there's no reason why the, the, the freaking Texan should have given up a 70-yard run there or whatever the <laughs> heck it was, you know. Uh, but his decision to step out was certainly pretty interesting. Both of those were wild endings. 
Yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb apparently learned from some of his Georgia colleagues in terms of what can happen yes. when you score at that particular point in the game, knowing that the game is essentially decided unless you allow your opposition to get the football back. Now, in that particular spot, a little bit different because a touchdown would have given the Browns a 16-7 lead with the extra point pending. So Chubb making that move was rather surprising. Uh, but you're right, the Houston Texans shouldn't be giving up that kind of carry on the ground late in, late in the game. But at the same time, definitely some gambling in for those folks that laid the three and a half, four, four and a half, uh, as much as Cleveland closed by. But you like to see players making headier decisions, even if it doesn't actually help from a gambling perspective. He had the favorite, or I'm sure it impacted some folks that had Nick Chubb and DFS as well. I know you've got uh, Russell Wilson as your MVP, and it looked like early in the year he might run away with it. And now, of late, suddenly he has really started to regress. I mean, he made, we were texting during the game, He had, it looked like, maybe an opportunity to run for a first down for sure, maybe also score a touchdown. Instead, he stops, throws back across the field, and ends up in a situation where the ball uh, gets intercepted in the end zone. Is he trying to do too much? What's going on there exactly? I do think he's trying to do too much. Go out there and be the shining star that the Seahawks need with the absence of their top two running backs in Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. But you look at Wilson, 22 of 37, a shade under 250 yards, gets intercepted twice in the first game all season. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. It wasn't the Seahawks defense that did him in against the Rams. I mean, the Seahawks defense held the Rams to just two field goals after the break, uh, but when Seattle musters only a field goal, and that comes with less than 30 seconds to go, that onus falls on Russell Wilson. And while he was good with his legs, uh, carrying the ball, he probably should have had a bigger rushing total, as you mentioned, throwing that ill-timed interception. He's got to go out there and be in command of the offense. The turnovers are the costliest thing. And you almost have to believe that come Thursday night on a short turnaround with the Arizona Cardinals coming in in a pivotal division game, he's got to be better than Kyler Murray because if he were to lose this game against the Cardinals for the second time this season, Kyler Murray could theoretically catapult him. Having that highlight reel throw that you mentioned to DeAndre Hopkins to put the game over the total with his rushing yards. And while I do have a ticket on Russell Wilson at this point, I don't see him as the MVP frontrunner. I think Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes have passed him and Kyler Murray with a win on Thursday night would pass him as well. So who wins the NFC West? Best division in football, who wins it? You know, it's a great question. I'm still skeptical of the Rams. I think their offense leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, Jared Goff, he's a glorified game manager, in my opinion, and I think that'll shock some people knowing the amount of money that they threw at him. Uh, I look at the Cardinals, and I think this team is still flirting with disaster. I believe that when you look at this Seahawks team, once they get healthy and they can be more balanced offensively, the defense won't be asked to carry them. They just have to be average. Uh, And I'll pick the Seahawks to win the division. I actually think it could be a good low opportunity despite the fact that we've seen early money come in on Arizona as an underdog for that Thursday night showdown on Fox. What about the NFC East? Uh, I mean, the Eagles, just when they (laughs) seem like they're actually going to take control of this dumpster fire of a division, now the Giants are not playing that bad. And you made fun of me because uh, I I liked uh, the value of the Giants last year. I was a year too early. But, I mean, you can argue that the Giants are playing better than anybody right now. Oh, I don't think in the NFC East, not 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 in the whole uh, football, but in the (laughs) NFC East. 
I don't think that's a reach whatsoever. And when you look at the Giants over their last five games, they're three and two in this five game stretch. Their losses, a one point loss at Philadelphia where they should have won the football game, and a two point loss where they were a picked up pass interference call away from taking that game to overtime. So with a break here or a break there, the Giants realistically could be on a five game winning streak. You go back and see how competitive they've been. They haven't lost a game uh, by more than eight points since the 49ers came into MetLife Stadium uh, way back in the first month of the season. And you look at their upcoming schedule, they'll have a week off uh, to try and rest and recover a little bit. Back-to-back road games at the Bengals, at the Seahawks, home against the Cardinals and Browns and at the Ravens. There's no gimme anywhere in there, but this is a team playing with a bit of house money. And as Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, which is a big if, this defense has been one of the biggest surprises. And I think you have to be excited as a Giants fan, knowing that Joe Judge has really gotten everybody on this roster to buy in. They've exceeded expectations, and maybe they're arriving a year or two ahead of schedule with more questions than they had answers, especially when Saquon Barkley went down early in the season. Todd Furman, uh, I will look forward to hanging out with you this afternoon and uh, being the champion for the week and tying you. uh, What do you think, by the way, Cousin Sal is thinking with uh, both of us having posted seven wins and him still losing by five or six dollars, it feels like, uh, whenever he's close? He's going through a rougher patch this year than what I had to endure last year when I couldn't even get myself you know, to the winner's table in any stretch, but he's losing in excruciating fashion. Uh, and I believe if the math is correct, this week he'll end up losing because he took a shot with German handball on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. And, and we couldn't even name the teams or the rules. So I do feel a little bit of sympathy there, uh, but I would like him to knock you off on weeks that I can't win because you're breathing down my neck right now, and I don't quite like that feeling. Uh, we will talk uh, later today, like I said. Have you on uh, next week for sure. Thanks for getting up early with us here, and uh, good luck with this week's gambling. Yeah, appreciate it as always, and I'm invoicing you guys for my breakfast. Yeah, there you go. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. We are scheduled to talk with Joel Klatt in the third hour of the program, and I pl- promise you I will ask him what he thinks about the Heisman Trophy But I think we now have reached the point where you can sit around and start to consider all the different candidates for the Heisman Trophy. And I watched uh, Saturday night. I watched Saturday night Florida's offense under Dan Mullen. To me, Kyle Trask is the best quarterback in college football this season, which very often means he's going to end up winning the Heisman Trophy. Now, I do think the challenge for Kyle Trask is he already lost one game against Texas A&M, and I think Alabama will probably be a six-point favorite or so in the SEC championship game, and it may well be the case that Florida has to win that game in order to make the college football playoff, and also that Kyle Trask has to win that game in order to win the Heisman Trophy. So I believe that's going to be a real challenge. In fact... I believe ultimately the Heisman Trophy is going to come down to who performs better, Mac Jones at Alabama in the SEC championship game or Kyle Trask at Florida in the SEC championship game. And by the way, it may take 45 points to win that game. It wouldn't stun me if the final of the SEC championship game is 45-42 one way or the other because everything that Dan Mullen has working at Florida, that offense is completely rolling. And I think the same thing is true of Alabama. And both of these teams don't have a lot of challenges down the stretch run. So I expect for undefeated Alabama to play one loss Florida in the SEC championship game. And I really think the Heisman Trophy is going to come down to Mac Jones going up against Kyle Trask. Now, Trevor Lawrence still has an opportunity to post some big numbers. I think the fact that he's missed the games that he has because of COVID is going to hurt him. I'm concerned. I'm going to talk about this to start the second hour of the program. I'm concerned in general with all of the difficulties associated with COVID surrounding college football right now. Guys, I'm concerned. You know I fought as hard as I possibly could. More so than any member of the media in the country by far to try to make college football happen this fall. Uh, I did everything that I could to make the Big Ten be able to play to make the Pac-12 be able to play, Mountain West, MAC, you name it. I fought battle after battle to keep the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC from canceling when all the Corona bros out there were arguing that it was impossible to play college football this fall and that the entire season was going to get canceled. I fought harder than anybody I know to make sure that we actually got a season to happen. But... 
I am concerned about the Big Ten and to a lesser extent the Pac-12 because I don't really think the Pac-12 has a chance to get a team into the college football playoff. But I'm going to talk about this to start off the second hour of the program. Maryland canceled their game against Ohio State. We've got Indiana playing against Ohio State this weekend. But I'm concerned that Ohio State and Wisconsin, Wisconsin's already had to have two games canceled, Ohio State's already had to have one, that they may not be able to play enough games to be able to even qualify for the Big Ten championship game. I'm, I'm legitimately concerned about that because of this contact tracing ridiculousness. And if they aren't able to play enough games, it's going to be a function of the larger issue that has arisen, which is the Pac-12 and the Big Ten waited too long to start their seasons. And by the way, let me say this. Do you remember all the people out there arguing that there should be a winter or spring college football season? How crazy does that look right now? Everything that I told you has proven to be true. I said, whatever you think about how things are going to be in August and September and October, all of the data, typically in a cold and flu season, would reflect that January and February are the worst times of the year for any virus. So if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 hadn't started playing this fall, there's no way they would have ever played in the spring. And I just wish that the leadership of those conferences had been forward-thinking enough to start playing in September so that the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC weren't alone in getting their season started enough so they could postpone games as opposed to needing to cancel them. Because I feel very good at this point in time about the ability of the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 to crown conference champions. I'm not at all concerned about it. I am not optimistic at all in any way about the Big Ten and the Pac-12's ability to play enough games such that they can end up with a champion that no one doubts. And I'm going to break down the college football playoff picture for you. Start off the second hour of the program. We're going to be joined by Sean Merriman, break down all the big NFL games. Also, hour three, Joel Klatt, Fox's lead college football analyst, will join us all that Still to come, as you all know, on Mondays, we basically only do football, college and pro, during football season. It's why the show gets such big listenership on Monday. So many different angles to dive into. What in the world's going on at Michigan? How about Penn State being the only team without a win in the entirety of the Big Ten? Will Muschamp fired? A lot of different drama. Plus, how about... What went on up in Foxborough? We'll continue to unpack all of that as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.